You are tuning in today to our PRBC podcast. Do not fear one thing that God has before you because as the title of the message today says, it is already done. Let's join our guest speaker, Dr. Jameson Hunter, and please turn to Joshua chapter 6, 1 through 10 in the New Living Translation, and let's hear what God wants to impart and enrich in our souls on today. Be blessed. I want to talk with this semantic thrust in our minds from this simple subject, worshiping while bent. Worshiping while bent. You may be seated in the presence of our Lord, and I hope you're going to pray with me. My beloved brothers and sisters, it's in our text that Jesus is on his last stop in the temple before heading to Calvary's mountain. He is once again in the temple teaching and he notices a woman in worship in church who is looking different than everybody else. The Bible would have us to know that this woman was stricken and bound by the enemy for 18 years and it resulted in a physical malady. Biblical scholars suggest that this thing started out as an emotional situation and affected her physically. They believe that it started out in her mind, but it got so bad that it affected her body. Scholars suggest that this woman's malady started out in her abdullah oblongata, in her cerebral cortex. And it got her so in a way that it affected her anatomy that she was bent over and could no longer stand up straight. Child of God, this woman is bent over and cannot raise herself up. Get the picture. She is a woman who has a condition that impacts every area of her life. Not only that, but her condition is physical which means it's visible, which pushes the point that everybody knows something is wrong because everybody can see her condition. She is a public spectacle. Well, my question is, what do you do when what you're going through, you can't hide from other people? It's one thing when you can show up for the church anniversary and shout for 99 years and join in the crowd and hide behind your mask. But it's another thing when the Maybelline, the mascara, the Mac cannot help you. It's one thing to show up with your Bible under your arm looking all churchy with your glorified cross around your neck and your tailor-made Sunday morning smile with hands lifted just to fit in. But what do you do when you can't fake the pain you're going through and everybody around you can see the hurt in your face? She is a public spectacle. Now understand, child of God, this didn't just start out this way. Something went down in her life that the enemy got a hold of her and her condition is a result. It's a hand that has been dealt. But I believe I'm in somebody's neighborhood and you can be honest and admit that your life used to feel a whole lot better than what it does right now. 
I know you're excited to be back in the building, but if the truth be told, you still have some psychological scars from what we've gone through. Uh, and you're sitting here on edge and tensed uh, when at the end of the day, if you'll just let the Lord take the brakes off of you, you can release what's in your mind and give God the glory that he deserves because he's kept you thus far and he didn't bring you this far to leave you now. The text says this woman is bent. Since she's bent over, this means she's always looking down. I know there's somebody in here who can be honest and say your life is not what it should be. Things aren't what they could be. Things are just bent out of shape. So now you're always looking beneath where you ought to and settling for things beneath where God has for you. So you are settling for relationships beneath you, jobs beneath you, friends beneath you. But not only that, it messes with you like it did this woman because you're in a relationship with God, Yahweh, but still can't get straight. Jesus said she's a daughter of Abraham, which is the phrase that suggests that she's in good Judaic relationship with God, Yahweh. Well, what do you do when you're in a relationship with God and you still can't get it together? Good news is, child of God, the text says she's in the temple. She showed up for worship. She's not there to be healed, but she's there to be worshipped. She's bent over and not concerned about being fixed. She's just being faithful. And I'm looking for about 99 of the ride or die folk in the house who can say, yes, my life has some issues. Yes, I have some problems. Yes, I'm going through some stuff. Yes, I'm bent over and things are not how they used to be. But I showed up today just to give God some glory. I, I showed up today just to give God honor. I showed up today just to give God praise because you don't know like I know what the Lord has done for me. I like to give a relevant question. And I drop three on you and raise up out of here. The question that I must ask is very simple. Here it is. How do I worship? When I'm bent. If you and I, on this 99th church anniversary and every day after, are going to worship when life bends us out of shape. First thing the text is tailored to teach us is that you have to have the right perspective. I, I, I like that. The text says that this woman is in the synagogue and she's worshiping. And Jesus saw her. She's bent over so she can't see him, but he saw her. Let, let me, let me push right here and just suggest to us, isn't it nice to know that sometimes Jesus won't wait on you to ask for it? Sometimes he'll bless you just because he sees you. Sometimes half the victory is being able to get to the sanctuary with your mess knowing that even when you can't see him, he can see you. The Bible says he, he sees her. And it says he calls her over to him. In other words, her deformity does not give her deficiency in her ability to respond to the divinity. Preach boy. Uh, watch the text. Notice what he says when he saw her, he called her to him. He didn't go to her, but he called her. He says, daughter, 
Come here. Now, a couple of things Pastor Mackey analytically went through my mind. Number one, how does she know he's talking to her? Because if she's bent over and can't see him and calls her to him, which means she's not near him, she's bent over and can't see him, how does she know he's not talking to her? Because the text doesn't say he called her by name. But hold up. He could have called her by name. Because I read from you this narrative in the Gospel of Luke. And Luke was a physician. So he could have left her name in. But Luke omitted her name because Luke didn't want to be breached by by breaching the confidentiality between patient and physician because Luke is a doctor. So Luke says, I don't want to get sued by this sister, so I'm going to retract her name out of it and not give her name, but he could have called her name. But, 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 but maybe, 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 he called her name. But maybe she had some friends. The, the text, the text doesn't say, but she could have had some friends. Because child of God, every now and again, you need some friends who possess the ability to help you get to your blessing even when you can't see it for yourself. And I know some of y'all drove up on this Sunday church anniversary singing your favorite theme song. As long as I got King Jesus, I don't need nobody else. But the devil is a lie. You need some folk that when you can't see what God is doing in your life that are in tune enough and spiritually enough to hold you accountable to say, don't you do that. The last time you laid down with dogs, you got up with fleas. You better check your friends who with you so that you know you got some people who are praying for you well, you ain't got sense to pray for yourself. She's bent over. I'm starting to feel like I'm at home. Excuse me, she feel, she bent over. She can't see him. She, but she can hear him. So that means she moves by what she hears in spite of what she can't see. This is having the right perspective on your situation. That though the facts suggest one thing, you are faithful enough to look at the facts but come up with a different verdict. There are some people who say, you know what, Pastor? I, I lost the job. But the Bible says, behold, I'm with you and will keep you wherever you go. And will bring you back to the land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I've promised you. you you're saying, I don't know how I'm going to make it through the breakup of the relationship. But the Bible says, and we know all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. you saying, I don't see how I can move when my haters are studying hating on me. But the Bible says, what you meant for evil, God will turn it around for your good. I don't see what you see see but I know God is a healer because he said I heal the brokenhearted and bind up their wounds do I have about 25 35 45 55 65 of y'all in here who can say I showed up because I want to hear what he has to say has thou not known has thou not heard the everlasting God our father the 
creator of the ends of the earth fainteth not. He will keep you in perfect peace. You ought to shout had a right perspective. But not only does she have the right perspective. I think that clock is on the timer because I only got 15 minutes in. Ooh, it's moving on me. You got to have the right perspective. But not only do you have the right perspective, you got to have reliance in the process. Okay, let, let me show you. She gets to Jesus. And the text says Jesus does two things. First thing he does is he declared her loose. He calls her over and speaks deliverance to her. Now, she's still bent at the moment that he declares she's loose. She's still got some stuff to get straight. But God doesn't wait for her to get her stuff straight to free her from the stuff she's in. Uh, In other words, we have to declare it before it happens. We have to learn to say, I am and not I will be. Because once he declared it, it was already done. Because when you agree with what he said, you won't stay in the condition that don't match what he's declared over your life. He said, you're loose. But then he comes and he Touches her. Reliance in the process. He first talked to her. Now he touches her. Don't miss this. Because it's in the touch. When she got straight. (laughs) But, but, But my question. Pilgrim rest. Is why wasn't his speaking. It over her. Enough. I I mean, I've gone to Sunday school and I know that there are several passages in the scriptures where Jesus spoke and once he spoke, immediately it happened. So why did he have to touch her and why wasn't talking enough? Well, Well, maybe, just maybe, she developed such a habit of being bent that she didn't know how to get straight. Maybe maybe she was not only bound by body, but maybe she was bound by habit. Because when you're bound by habit, sometimes you don't know how to stop what you've been doing. But, but, but some scholars suggest that the touch was not a touch of healing, but it was a touch of assistance. Because he already talked to her and told her she was loose, which means she was healed. But when he saw she wasn't getting straight, he came and laid his hand on her to lift her from out of what she was in. And you know why some of us should have shouted? Because we are beneficiaries of not just the Lord talking to us, but him touching us. Because sometimes it's the mercy of God to touch us that he doesn't leave us in what we're in. And your shout ought to be shackled by a heavy laden beneath the load of guilt and shame. But then the hand of Jesus touched me 
and I'm no longer the same. Oh, he touched me and oh, the joy that floods my soul. Touched her and she got straight. I bid y'all to do. May the Lord bless you and keep you. If you're going to worship, why be? Have they had a right perspective? Have they had reliance in the process? Then you have to rejoice at your protector. Rejoice in your protector. I like that. Rejoice in your protector. The text says that she's healed. She's, she's standing straight. And the president of the synagogue shows up and says, now look here, Jesus. We don't do that in I's church. Let me talk to the choir. Isn't it amazing? How there are folk in the house of God, this church anniversary, right? How there are folk in the house of God who want to stop you from doing what should be done in the house of God. Why are they so loud? Why are they rocking so much? Why are they screaming and hollering? Always want to put limits on the Lord. President has an issue. But if you read the text, text notice something. He has an issue with what Jesus did. But he doesn't talk to Jesus about his issue. He talks to everybody else. Isn't it amazing? I'm not looking at nobody. Isn't it amazing? How folk in the church have torn out Matthew 18 and don't know how to go have a civilized conversation with their brother or sister, but they'll get on the telephone and talk to everybody else about the issues they don't like about somebody else. I ain't looking at nobody. And this is what he says, the rule, tradition. We ain't never done it that way before. Some days I shout over, the thing, over the, this pandemic because no longer can the church say, we ain't never done it that way before. God has showed us fresh and innovative ways to do church and it's not for us to come back into the church to forget the stuff that we learned a year being outside of the church. It's time for the church to leave the inside and go outside and help somebody as they pass along. Cheer someone with a word of song. Show someone when they're traveling wrong. So our living shall not be in vain. I'm out of here. Now I got an issue y'all. And I'm done, Pastor Burrell. I got an issue. Here's my issue. Jesus healed this woman. This president of the synagogue. This, this, this church person has an issue. My issue is with this woman. Because here's my issue. Why come? It's a Texas thing. Why, why, why come? Jesus is protecting and defending you and you know where around. I said, I have an issue with that because after verse five, this woman goes MIA. Missing in action. She goes AWOL, absent without leave. And the Lord is defending her. So I had to call her. And I called her. 
called back in biblical antiquity and, and said, uh, daughter, that's the only name I had. Uh, why come? Jesus is defending you and you know where to be found. I have an issue with you. She said, you shouldn't because I'm there. I said, well, where are you? She said, read the story. Okay. Jesus is in the synagogue. There's a woman who's bent over, cannot stand up. Jesus goes over to her, calls her to him. He talks to her. He touches her. She's now made whole. She's set free. And the president has an issue. Where are you? She said, you, you didn't read that right. Go back and read it. I said, okay, there's a woman who's in the sanctuary. She's bent over. She cannot stand up right. Jesus calls her to him. He talks to her. He touches her. She stands up. The president of the synagogue is uh, upset. He's indignant. He's uh, mad. And Jesus is defending you. And the Bible says, oh, I see. The Bible says, and everybody, his adversaries, will put to shame and everybody started praising God. But where are you? She said, Hannah, you are missing the story. I said, well, you got to help me because I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Transparent moment for all those who are watching. Good to have you to know. I was diagnosed dyslexic. I didn't graduate with all those degrees. Magnum cum laude, summa cum laude. I graduated. Thank you, Lord. So, so help me, she says, Hunter. There's a woman in the synagogue. That's me. I'm bent over. Can't stand up. Jesus talks to me. He touches me. He lifts me out of what I'm in. This man gets an attitude. The adversaries are put to shame. And the Bible says, and all were praising God. She says, if you deduce the all to just those who were there, the reason I was absent was not because I was not there. The reason I was absent is because I was in the corner giving God a praise for what he's done. Because if I can worship God in the sanctuary and I'm bent over, what do you think I'm doing now that he stood me back up? And I wonder, do I have anybody in the house of God who can go on and testify in this place uh, that you showed up to just give God glory? You showed up to give God praise. You showed up to worship him. You ought to testify to your neighbor and say, neighbor, you don't know my story and all the things I've been through. You can't feel my pain, what I had to go through to get here. You'll never understand my praise. Yes, sir. So don't try to figure it out. Cause my worship, my worship is for real. Would you do me one favor, please? Don't you touch nobody. Just look at them and say, neighbor, if you don't know all I've been through over the year, shame on you. But I'm here today just to give God glory. I sing because I'm happy and I sing because I'm free his eye is on the sparrow and I know he watches me is there anybody in the building today I said is there anybody in the building today do I have pilgrim rest in the house today who can testify I came to give God glory Cause I've gone through the fire and I've been through the flood. I've been broken into pieces, seen lightning flash from above. But through it all, I remember that he loves me and he cares and he'll never put more on me. 
than I can bear. Good evening, y'all. May the Lord bless you real good. But is there anybody here who's tried my Jesus? Is there anybody here who loves the Lord? Would you lift your hands? Because you can't touch nobody. Throw your head back and say, God, I'm going to worship you. I worship you when I'm broke. I worship you when I'm doing well. I worship you when I'm sick. I worship you when I'm whole. I worship you when I'm up. I worship you when I'm down. Because there's no secret to what God can do. What he's done for others, he'll do the same for you. Is there anybody in the building today who can just give him glory because he's kept you? Give him glory because he's been there for you. Give him glory because he loves you. Give him glory because his eye is on you. Shout yeah! Shout yeah! Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Shouty! Do you know him? Have you tried him? Won't he pick you up? Won't he turn you around? Won't he place your feet on a solid ground? Shouty, yeah! yeah! Thank you for listening today. We want you to partner with us and become a part of our family. Please go to our website, pilgrimrestphx.org to get more information. You can also text to give by texting PRBC to 77977. Remember to subscribe. Now, let's go live a life of higher heights and deeper depths as we occupy all streets.